Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama. I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever and your discovery liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting edge research, and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and expert advice. Tune in to the Discovery Doc Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. Welcome back to the Discovery Doc Podcast. I'm here with your host, Dr. Cece, functional medicine nurse practitioner, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and crunchy mama of soon-to-be four, crazy, wild, and my co-host... I'm Anna Kate, your medical mystery overachiever and discovery liaison. And today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we all have kind of different traditions and family traditions. And um, if you have hung out and follow us on social media, you'll have a special request from us. So for those of you that have done that, thank you. So we're really looking forward to our episode that will air on Thanksgiving. So it'll be an episode that you'll want to listen to when it's all of our just heart filled. Yeah, our thankfuls and thank goodnesses and all the things. So if you've um, contributed to that, we're thankful that you have done so. Um, and we're going to talk about how to have a fantastic yes holiday, enjoy all the things, um, and then how do we how do we do that? Yeah. So a, a lot of my patients, um, and I think a, a lot of people at this point in in life are maintaining some sort of. I don't like to use the word diet because it's not. I don't mean diet in the sense of like a strict, we're trying to lose weight or for the sake of building muscle or things like that type of diet. I mean, true food intolerances. Yeah. It's a nutritional lifestyle. Yes. Where you're following a very specific nutritional lifestyle. It's a great way to put it. How do you maintain that throughout the holidays? And I think there, there are different layers to this, but for me personally, I'm an 80, 20 ruler kind of rule follower where I try to focus on progress and not perfection. And that means that in an 80-20 rule, we are not striving to be absolutely perfect because that is just unachievable and unmanageable and stressful. Yeah. And allowing ourselves to have that little cushion that's built in for things like treats or the holidays. Mm -hmm. And during the holidays, that 20% might be a little bit higher than it normally is in your everyday life but and and I think at some point we all like to indulge whether it's for the like nostalgic aspect of the holidays or just because the food is so yummy but it's not fun for us to do that and then feel the effects of it in the long run for the next week two weeks we feel heavy we we get constipated you know it's not fun to feel those, those impacts or bloated. Right. So, so when they're listening to this, cause you and I just got gluten this past weekend or at a time of recording. So by the time this is hitting your ears, we have still not gone through the eight weeks yes. to uh, eliminate all unglutenize un- un- ourselves. So we've got the holidays coming up. So yeah. How do we navigate that and support our bodies? Because there's things right. that I want to eat and I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to sure make sure that they're worth it. Yes. And the other side of it is the feeling of guilt. Like 
you can feel a certain way physically and then you feel guilty because you've worked so hard to maintain a certain nutritional lifestyle that you don't want to feel that pressure or that, that guilt of, oh my gosh, should I just ruin all the progress that I just made? Like, that's not a fun mindset to be in either. So that's our focus of part of this episode is to kind of dive through that. And one thing I, I will say here is pick and choose the meals and the dishes that you enjoy, but use discernment. Right. So for me, like we just said, it's gluten. I don't have a, a true, I'm not celiac or anything like that, but gluten I chose to avoid years ago because I have Hashimoto's because I have antibodies that attack my thyroid. And I mean, back in the day, those antibodies were like over 800 and I cut out gluten. Well, they went all the way down to 100. And so gluten, there's a direct relationship between gluten intake and kind of triggering those thyroid antibodies. So that's why I chose to start avoiding gluten. And when now, when I do eat it, I get super tired and I get super bloated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, what I then do is I say, okay, going into Thanksgiving or going into some sort of holiday, I know that about myself. I know that's a trigger. And I don't want to be miserable all day, but I do want to have a little bit of fun. Right. So I might choose, okay, I'm going to have a small piece of apple pie and a, like big, cause I, I, I'm a sweet, I'm a savory person over sweet. So I might take like the stuffing or the dressing and take a, a big heaping like heap yeah. of that. And then a small slice of apple pie and then everything else on my, on my plate doesn't have gluten. So I'm choosing, Hey, yes, I'm going to eat these things, but I'm not going to eat them in bulk today. Right. Because I don't want to feel miserable. I don't want to have to go to sleep the rest of the day for the next right. two days. Well, and that Thanksgiving nap is kind of a, a rite of passage and a good thing. Cause you spent the last three days cooking and the meals over in 45 minutes. I wish it took as long to eat as it, as it does to make. Right. My question for you here is like for me, I can make that discernment and be okay. Where I, if I have just a little bit, I won't feel it. It's when I overdo it and have, I mean, if I ate three pieces of apple pie or if I ate three, you know, whatever, just an overabundance of gluten, then I'm out for the count. But for someone like you, who's a little more sensitive, when it, do you use that discernment over the holidays or do you kind of just have a, you know what moment? and fill your plate with things that you know will make the small one? Um, it's it's a little bit of both because so how we do the holidays, we do a whole week. So it's not just the one meal on Thanksgiving. Like if it were that, I could totally manage the rest of my week. No gluten, not yeah. worry about anything else. So if I had something that week, I mean, that for that meal, I would be fine with it. It wouldn't hurt so bad. But my brother and sister-in-law and nephews are coming up to my parents for Thanksgiving. So they're there for a week. So it's not just that one day. So, and what do my nephews want to eat? They want Coco's Biscotti. So I'm usually, and they want Nana bread and I take bread and I slather it in butter and toast it. And so it's, it's so good. So I will, so my compromise there is that instead of putting my sauce over pasta, over noodles, I will eat a piece of bread and that's my card for my pasta. So it's limiting it, but I'm not like, oh no, I just can't eat this meal. Right. So, I mean, there have been times in the past where I didn't have, I made the bread. It smelled, I smelled it so 
-hmm. so good. Um, but I didn't eat it because that was my barrier of, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Um, and so they also want, uh, monkey bread, which is cinnamon rolls and sugar and like all that. So it's not even, so I think with the cinnamon rolls, it's not just the gluten, it's the processed. And the, yeah. Yeah. Cause they come out of a can. Like but yeah. that makes it easy. It's convenient. They like it. So Nana makes it for them. They get to eat it once or twice a year yeah. when we're all together. I don't feel guilty about making it for them. They love it. And we also do um, like spicy sausage balls. So those I can make gluten-free because I can use a gluten-free pancake mix to put in. So that's been my swap there. I really haven't found a gluten-free cinnamon roll that I would want to do if I don't make it from scratch. I love them. I don't love them that much. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. And I, I think that you had a good point there. I think knowing your body and where your body's at is very important. Not everybody is at a point where you can do this 80-20 rule. Right. Because, like if you are true celiac, right? Please don't do this. Please yes. don't do this. Yeah. If you're truly allergic. Yes. Or if you are committed and in the midst of really changing your diet, don't open that can of worms. You know, this isn't appropriate for everybody, but I think for just the average bear who is trying to do better in everyday life, we have to allow ourselves some grace to, especially during the holidays right. to enjoy and yes, indulge a little bit, but know your limits just because you're giving yourself that grace in the moment. Doesn't mean you have to eat six of the cinnamon rolls, you know, have half of one, have a full one keep it to a minimum where you're not then feeling the next day that burden physically and emotionally of like, well, blank, Kurt yeah. word. Now I have, you know, regress and I've just ruined everything. And now I just might as well give up my whole yeah. entire, the progress that I've, I've started. Don't allow yourself to get to that point. So have some discernment, pick and choose the things that you really want and just have a little bit because you need that soul food you need that brain food you need that that connection to the holidays that hey every year at christmas we make these things called um oh my gosh where my brain go we call them tea cakes they're like a cross between a biscuit and a sugar okay. cookie and yeah. we dip them in hot cocoa and that's what we have for dinner and it's been a, a male tradition for them to make it well i can't eat that all the time because right. it but we have it for dinner the night before Christmas. So we have it on Christmas Eve. And then I go to sleep because I know if I continue, I'm going to hurt. And then the next morning is monkey bread and sausage balls. And then the rest of the meal the next day. So it really is, I don't want to miss out. And my family is great that they're like, hey, if you're not going to eat it, let's have another option for you or yeah. whatever it is. They're pretty good about it. I'm not going to ask my dad and my brother to make gluten-free tea cakes because right. that's not going to happen like I can make my gluten-free cookies and have that as a as a thing but I'm not going to change family traditions so much but I'm not going to miss out on being a part of the ceremony and all of the things anyway yes. so I don't feel guilty about that you shouldn't either if you're on a whatever the plan is whether it's because it physically alters how you feel like I my joints hurt so they have to be if I'm going to eat gluten the next day, then I'm not going to move very much and they got to be okay with that. So I'm not going to be out in the yard, you know, throwing the football and being yeah. active, but I can manage, right? I can be a part of, part of the thing. It doesn't completely take me out. And that, so that discernment is very important, but then setting yourself up for the most success, especially if you know, you're reactive to certain foods, then even if you're not 
start your day off right. Set yourself up for success because we all go through that itis called yeah. itis. Yeah. After Thanksgiving meals, because we just overindulge and that's okay. But if you're sensitive to foods, take some extra precaution here and start your day off. So many of us are like, okay, we're waking up on Christmas or Thanksgiving or any other holiday. And we're just like, oh, I'm not going to eat until a big meal because I want to be as hungry as possible. Don't do that. Right. That's where you would then overindulge more. You want to get up, get your metabolism going, Mm -hmm. start your day with an awesome breakfast, high protein, good fats in there. And followed by a little, it doesn't have to be a full-blown workout. You know, who's working out actually on holidays? Yeah. I mean, some people do, but go on a walk, just get moving, do something, go outside, go on a nature walk, whatever it is, take your dog for a walk, play in the yard, play in the yard, throw the ball around, just get moving for a little bit. And also then focus on hydration. We forget (laughs) with all the good food on holidays to drink start your morning off with like some hot water with some lemon or just some lemon water good electrolytes whatever it is stay hydrated throughout the day Mm -hmm. and then this goes for regardless if you are just overindulging and your body's not used to it or if you truly are eating foods that you know you're reactive to like Anna Kate and I are with gluten again set yourself up for success take your probiotics in the morning and take a little bit extra of a digestive enzyme. Personally, for something like gluten, I like something called Allergenza. Allergenza is is basically a blend of different, it's by, oh, I think New Medica. I think it's New Medica or Orthomolecular Products. I can find that. She's going to Google that right now. I'm pretty sure it's New Medica. Um, but it's a proprietary blend of these enzymes, prebiotics and probiotics that help to break down gluten proteins specifically. So if you know you're going into that day and saying, okay, I know that I am going to consume gluten specifically or a food specifically that I'm not used to or that I'm um, reactive to, prep yourself with some allergenza. Yep. Take my it. new Medica. Uh-huh. It's on my list. Yes. Take that in the morning. You can take that twice, even three times a day. So if you're super sensitive, like Anna Kate, she should be taking that three times a day that entire week that she's with her family. Mm-hmm. I should be taking it maybe twice a day, just in the morning and at night on the one day that I'm having that gluten. And it just will help to diminish that reactivity and diminish the feeling of that fullness, bloating, yucky feeling. If you can help break down that gluten protein a little quicker than it normally would in, in people who are reactive. So set yourself up for success there. You can do that for your kids too. Those capsules can be opened um and and try this one because there's been some other ones that i've had digestive enzymes that either they don't work for me or i feel like now for me because of my situation i don't feel like it's ever going to be 100 percent. but if i I can reduce that pain or the severity of that swelling I'm all for it. I will do it. But there are some that I've tried in the past that had no effect. Yeah. So, and that's because if you, you can't just go get a normal digestive enzyme with like lipase in it and expect it to do anything for gluten. There's certain digestive enzymes that are great for helping to break down protein and fats, but do absolutely nothing for the gluten protein itself. So that's why I say if gluten is your, is your, you know, what's it called? The like where nemesis. Yes. No, kryptonite. Ha! <laughs> that too. I'm just like the heel, the Achilles, yeah. the yeah. 
superpower, kryptonite. If that is kind of your kryptonite where it's your weakness, you want it and consume it, but you know that it doesn't do you any good, then you need a specific digestive enzyme like allergenza. It's much more than a digestive enzyme, but it's targeted for that gluten protein specifically. So I would recommend that. There are a couple other things, even in previous episodes, we talked about like immunoglobulins, like probiotics. Of course, that's just general gut health, but just don't forget it. You know, we wake up, we get so excited for the day. Just don't forget it. Don't get out of your routine that morning, you know, within the first hour or two, you'll just feel a lot better. Yeah. Especially if you're, if this is part of your routine or you've introduced this in November Mm -hmm. by listening to our first episode about gut health and the gut biome that this really continued this through because this is what you're preparing your system to be able to handle is this influx of really good things. And then what do you do with that week of how do you navigate that? Yeah. So be kind to yourself. Absolutely. Other ways of kind of beating the itis, so to speak. And because again, we're, we're very real. Like we're very logical. We know that we shouldn't eat it, but we're going to eat it because that's life and it's the holidays, but there's other things outside of, okay, take your digestive enzymes, hydrate yourself, eat in the morning that you can do to help minimize that feeling that itis afterwards or the entire week. And one that I like is create a tradition with your family outside of something that involves food. So obviously the meal is, is a big part of it, but create some sort of tradition outside of the food. Maybe it is like doing, you know, each family member has to write down five to 10 things that they are thankful for. And then you go around and share those and just have conversations. Uh, Maybe it is like a nature walk. Maybe it is going to play football outside, just something else outside of the meal that allows you guys to bond and hang out as a family. And, you know, and it's just, it's, a good way to take time as a family and spend it in a different way that's still beneficial on a holiday but not not centered on the food the other thing is we shovel food in our mouths so quickly I get this because it it is a nostalgia factor for me so I'm like oh my gosh all this yummy food I need to inhale it breathe y'all just breathe take some breaths chew your food digest it you know, I, you're talking, enjoy conversation, take some breaths, you know, eat a, a quarter of your plate, breathe for 60 seconds, then keep going. Don't just inhale and go for seconds and inhale and go for thirds. Take your time, enjoy the food, enjoy the conversation. Right. And then move on. You know? Yeah. And one of my, one of the things that if you have a large extended family that comes in and everybody brings their special dish. Get a dessert plate, not a dinner plate, but a dessert plate and get a little bite of everything so you can enjoy how that tastes and remember those, all those good things. But then you're not eating an entire piece of everything that someone has brought. Full plate. Yeah. So make sure that you do this on a dessert plate, not on a dinner plate. (laughs) So it's just massive portions of white food. Right. So, and then, you know, again, we know that a properly balanced meal is high protein, mm-hmm. lean protein, complex fat, complex carb and fiber. So pick the stuff that, and maybe you bring a new dish. Maybe you start yeah. to introduce a new, you know, a new tradition of, um, I know that you, y'all do Southern. Why do because you- my, because will, so we do That's Southern so weird. Yeah. Because 
Will's parents are both from the South. Well, his dad is a great cook and he's from the South. And so Will was raised on more Southern foods. And so when he cooks for Thanksgiving, yeah, we're getting the collard greens. We're getting all of it. I love it. Because whenever I think about them, I think Chicago and yeah, and Florida. It's two very different styles. Yeah. You got mom and Will cooking and it's like <laughs> two very just opposite extremes. But so we merge them together. Yeah. And we talk about having a diverse microbiome and a diverse thing to look at and to eat and all the things. So I think that's really cool. When yeah. you told me that, I was like, that's weird. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. That now makes sense. But the, the, another thing also, cause especially for you, like with a week, if I think we also have so many leftovers, so many leftovers yeah. after Thanksgiving that instead, like the next day, instead of making a big, massive plate and just kind of redoing what you did the previous day in terms of the itis and just overindulging plant prep, food prep with, yeah. with the meal or with the leftovers that you have food prep and, and food prep in different containers, creating more balanced, smaller meals mm -hmm. based on the leftovers that you have instead of one massive plate that you're eating right. in one sitting. That's an awesome way to, to utilize the food that you have left, but not to, to avoid overindulging kind right. of like we do on the actual day of the holiday. Right. Um, and the other thing I have for kind of the week around is plan family activities, mm -hmm. plan things to stay active. Again, maybe whatever it is, whatever it looks like to you, like we love going outside. We love being in nature. So we'll go down and walk down the Creek and explore down there. We'll go on family hikes. We'll take the dogs on the walk. We'll all go on bike rides, whatever it is, but plan it out. So we're avoiding the days around that holiday of just sitting inside, right. Continuing to eat and, you know, watching football, not a knock on that. We do the same thing but just not the whole time just not the whole time yeah plan other activities it could be finger painting outside you know yeah. it could be whatever it is just plan other activities kind of around your week that you can spend time together um but you get outside you stay active yeah and plan ahead of time so if you can meal prep for the thanksgiving meal or for other meals make sure you do that make mm -hmm. the um mashed potatoes ahead of time we do sweet potato casserole that has we don't put marshmallows on top of ours. My mom makes a crumble, which is so good on top. I can't eat the crumble. I can eat the sweet potato though. Um, you know, there's all these things that help reduce the stress of, because if you're in the, if you're the one in the kitchen, you're snacking all day long, you're yeah. eating stuff. And then by the time dinner rolls around, you're not hungry because you've been doing all the things all day long. So what other than collard greens, what's on your dinner, on oh, your Thanksgiving God. dinner plate? So that growing up my mom was always the cook so I always crave her food around the holidays because it's mm -hmm. just home you know yeah. and then I got spoiled when Will and I first started dating because he's an awesome cook too and so we merged all of all the things so my mom still cooks he still cooks they actually both cook turkeys and then they have competition oh, because nice. it's so competitive of who's better they'll make their own gravy as well my mom makes the stuffing or the dressing she makes cranberry. She makes mashed potatoes. Will usually makes sweet potatoes. He makes collard greens. He makes cornbread. Yum. So good. I know. And then he usually makes a homemade apple pie. He tried to go down the route of sweet potato pie and I just can't do it. I don't like it. I don't want it. So it's only apple pie <laughs> in, in my house. Thank you, husband. Yeah. Um, and then my mom does like cream spinach, cream corn. I mean, just 
Oh, but yeah, all the food. Yeah, you should green beans. She always says green beans with almond slivers. Um, we always have veggies in there somewhere, but it is a massive spread enough to feed an army. Oh yeah, and it is just so delicious. And you need it. You, yeah, you need it. You need it every year. Absolutely need it. What about you guys? What are what are some of your? Well, you went through kind of your traditions yep. of the different glutenized things. Yep. Other than that, do you guys have? So my mom makes a turkey um, and she makes, um, she usually will do a, a, a dressing, I mean, a, a gravy. Sometimes she'll make two. So she'll make a corn, uh, cornstarch dressing for me so I could have dressing. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do, we did green bean casserole a long time ago, but now she just cooks the green beans. I don't think we do casserole that much anymore. We do a full turkey and ham. Mm -hmm. So when there's leftovers, like for the next day, we'll do ham sandwiches and turkey sandwiches. So, and we've gotten it down because there's five adults. No, six adults. There's six of us. There's six adults and two kids um, when it's just our our group together. So we don't have a whole, we don't make a whole lot. So there's yeah. lots of leftovers, um, but there's enough meat like to have dinner later if you're hungry that day and then a little bit of leftovers the next day but it's not you know a ton of a ton of stuff yeah um but then we'll use i mean use the turkey for to make turkey stock or yeah. the ham bone to make my mom makes um beans and like i don't like beans girl i could do it with it's, beans. it's a texture thing so she'll make a soup or something like that i like green beans i like chickpeas but like my grandmother my mom would make 15 bean soup and my grandmother came up from Florida one time and I said, grandma, this is the best soup ever. Cause I wanted her to eat it. So I didn't have to eat it. Cause I'm like, it's the texture. It's not the taste. It's, it's the, the texture. texture I get me. that. I get that. Side note. My mom has multiple times tried to change Thanksgiving to a ham and I would boycott Thanksgiving. I'm not, I'm not about it. I'm not going to do it maybe christmas like a honey baked ham yeah but there's got to be turkey too yeah we i do. just i can't i can't convert yeah we do ham and turkey at both we do a smaller ham you know just because everybody likes that and then um easter is just ham right so easter yeah. is a very ham holiday yeah but, but it's a holiday for ham it's like that but not thanksgiving yeah so but mashed potatoes sweet potatoes my mom makes cornbread stuffing um and she's the only one that eats it uh, she just it's a nostalgia thing for her yeah. um I think my I think Mark will eat some my husband will eat some um but none of us eat like I'll have like a bite but again it's got gluten in it so I've just kind of avoided it um and then she made this sweet potato sausage stuffing one year mm -hmm. no gluten because something that I could eat so she made that for me um, so I'm hoping that she and I can make that again yeah, this year. That's really good. good. So, and that would be a fall thing. Like I would make that and then put it in like a little ramekin and crisp it up yeah. and just have that. And it's like, yeah. Do you guys have any traditions outside of food? Um, we say what we're grateful for every year. And now that my parents are in Tennessee, we'll go outside and play with the pups and four wheel ride and you know do all that all the things outside yeah and the boys are a little bit older now too so they can run around and we'll sit out on the porch if it's cool if it's warm yeah. enough or be bundled up and sit out and we'll go to um what's it called like sea rock city or we'll go do something like that which oh, is, okay. yeah okay so something i love this something that we do 
And we would also love to hear what you guys do. Yeah. So I'm, I love learning about new traditions and things like that. But we, I have this big, like massive white tablecloth. And the first, probably the first Thanksgiving was that we did it was 2018. And it was just me, Ava and Will. Cause we actually, Will was in fight camp and we had to stay home. Um, bless his soul. He still cooked like a whole spread. He couldn't eat anything. Poor baby. But I put like, Thanksgiving in the middle and then I put the date just the year and we did all our handprints like painted handprints Cute. I think Ava we did her foot actually at that time and so then every year what we did was initially I was doing it with adults too but I was like eh, if it's someone if it's us I'm not going to keep doing my handprint but if it's someone new that's yeah. there then I'll do the adult handprint and all the kids that are there. So that's cool. Yeah. So every year it's grown with like, okay, then in 2000, uh, the next year in 2019, Jackson's little footprint, baby, six month old footprint was on there and Ava's hand is a little bit bigger. And then, you know, the following year, if there was friends that we have, our family that we had with kids who, mm-hmm. who were there, we put all their handprints. Or yeah. if there was other adults outside of Will and myself, we did their handprints. So cute. Yeah. And we just do it like in a little, kind of area on the tablecloth and I'll put the date on it and I mean this thing is massive and so we have plenty of room still and eventually I want to turn it into I don't know I I need to protect it with something at some point when like that one's done but I I just love things like that so we do that so cute on one on one corner this year you need to do your two new family editions oh my god not on the top yeah that would be cute paw prints yeah cute I really do like that so yeah. yeah. So plan for, if you're going to have extra plan for your extra and plan something for your extra. So you're making this big meal, go ahead, meal prep, prep it, like section it out, freeze it. So you have other things, use the chicken, the turkey stock. If you don't have a big family, just make a chicken. Right. Like you don't have to do the whole big thing. Yeah. Celebrate, be thankful, spend time with family or do Friendsgiving or something like that. If you do a Friendsgiving, let us know what your friends' Thanksgiving traditions are. We're, we want to know and we want to share all of the blessings and all of the things going forward. So there will be a special episode that airs Thanksgiving Day. So if you participated in that, be um, looking and listening for what we've asked you to do. Um, so we're really excited about, excited about that. Nice. And you'll get a special message from us on that day. Yeah, that is all from us, you guys. We are very excited moving forward to have some expert guests come on to dive kind of deeper into gut health and all the things related so stay tuned but until then let's let's discover together we hope you've enjoyed this journey of exploration and learning as much as we have before you go we have a special request for you our beloved discoverers we'd be thrilled if you could show your support in a few easy steps step one if you're watching on youtube please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel don't forget turn that notification bell so you never miss a moment of discovery Step two, if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review our show. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast too. Step three, whether you're on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, please share the Discovery Doc podcast with your friends, family, and social networks. It's the best way to spread the joy of discovery. And finally, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Discovery Doc. Stay connected with us for updates, behind the scenes content, and so much more. 
Plus for exclusive content and additional resources, be sure to check out our website at www.thediscoverydoc.com. And while you're there, if you have a burning question or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, simply let us know. Thank you, Discoverers, for being part of our incredible journey. Until next time, let's discover together. The content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast. The Discovery Doc Podcast encourages listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions, recommendations, or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode. Each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one, may not be suitable or safe for another. The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.